Warning. This podcast contains graphic and explicit adult language and content, along with horrific mispronunciations. Viewer's discretion is advised. Enjoy. The Salem Witch Trials. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm German, so you're not going to catch me speaking on Nazi. <laughs> you sure you don't want to speak on Nazi, right? Positive. <laughs> the only thing I have to do with Nazis is punching them. We're supposed to be talking about witches. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey guys! Welcome back to High Crimes and Misdemeanors, the Misdemeanors, the kooky little show where we talk to you about serial killers, cryptids, and being horny. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a great synopsis, I am your host Ireland, and I've got my lovely co-host here today, Alyssa. And we're going to talk about the horniest of all subjects, the Salem Witch Trials. I don't think that's horny. I don't think that's a horny subject. It makes me horny. What? We'll get into it. We'll get- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. I think it's the aesthetic. It'd be like, oh, I'm just little. The aesthetic? I'm just a little woman from the early 1800s, Mr. Man. Don't kill 1600s. me. 1600s. 1600s. I think it was 1600s, yeah. You know what? I'd be like. Don't kill me, I'm sexy. <laughs> then they'd kill you because how dare you, a woman, speak if you were a woman. You know what? I don't think I don't think there was such a thing as like non-binary pilgrims. Maybe in Star Trek, but maybe if they just didn't kill all the Native Americans who like fully embraced such things and just kind of vibe. Could you imagine how peaceful the world would be <sighs> if it was just all indigenous people? It's like the Native Americans got to keep America. Could you imagine, dude? I'd be fucking balls to the wall. We would never have right to now. worry about religion being mixed with politics. No, because I mean they were interwoven but in a very different way. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think they'd be as restrictive either. And they didn't have like definite doctrine that they followed. It was more like this is how it feels to us. I don't know. I don't know. That could be very ignorant and I'm sorry if we have any Native American listeners. I I just I feel so guilty for Native Americans. My fucking white guilt (laughs) reaches new levels every day. Me too. That's why I have to stop watching anything. I'm like (laughs) anything. Now I'm real ashamed to be white. Oh my god. Speaking of white people, the pilgrims in Salem, Massachusetts. Could you imagine? Okay, picture this if you will. Just just close your eyes and picture this. Can you imagine how stanky Pilgrim Coochie was? Bro, I think about that at least twice a day. (laughs) Me and Alexandra were literally playing The Witcher, which is like the Dark Ages. And I was like, can you imagine how bad everything stank back then? Dude, Pilgrim Coochie, like... So the, the hair, dude. And I'm not one to, like, be like, ew, genital hair, but, like, dude. You can't, like, wash it. You can't. Because, like, I think the only reason dude. I can have as much body hair as I have is because I can give it a real good scrub. Like, the, a real good rinse. The, like, colonizers didn't even know how to bathe themselves. Indians had to teach us how to bathe. Because we thought just, like, changing our clothes, like, that's it. Like, I read, I read like, uh, this article about how one of the Indians was like, yeah, uh, they stank. <laughs> like, we were stinky. We brought stink, diseases. Well, that's really disappointing, too, because we considered them to be the barbarians. Yeah, and they, they were uncivilized. But it seems like a lot of their culture kind of, we took yeah. and incorporated that I mean, into our own. As white people, yeah, that's like all as we do. As white people, we do. Yeah. We, as, so pilgrims yeah. must have been just the hairiest, the hairiest God, of hairs. Like, they didn't have, they didn't have nair or sugar scrub, you know. Let alone, what is that? What is it? There's, like, something specifically for shaving your pubes. It's called, like, coochie cream. That's what it is. I have coochie no cream. idea. They, sell they, it. they must have been looking like they had mange. They saw it. So they're adult, right? They Gross. probably, I'm willing to bet that their pubes were, like, dreadlocks. Just mad. I mean, I know how bad mine are getting right now after not tending to them for many moons. So, like, I can't imagine having never touched that mound of hair with a fucking pair of anything. They had to have had some way to manage it. What if they? What if their pews had cornrows? 
<laughs> I have a story. Would you like to hear? <laughs> Is it about someone cornrowing a pubes? No, not in as many words. So this girl I used to be friends with, I won't say her name in case she watches this, which I know she won't because she's a bitch. But when she was a kid... <laughs> which I know she won't because she's a bitch. Yeah, when she was a kid. She might be she might be stalking me, but that's fine. I don't give a fuck. We need the views. Yeah, we need the views. But when she was a kid, right... She was on a tire swing, you know, rope and a tire, wearing some basketball shorts. And she said, do you want to know how I knew when it was time to finally shave my pubes for the first time? I said, how? She was like, when I spun the tire swing too tight and my pubes got caught. And I said, like in the rope? She says, yes. And I was like, through the basketball shorts? Those are kind of thick. Yeah, those are thick. And she was like, yes. And I was like, how long were they? Salem Witch Trials long. Dude! <laughs> Could have made a noose out of that and killed herself with her pubes. I had the bright idea the other day because I really needed to trim mine. I was like, I was like, what if I trimmed it and then saved the hair and then just took eyelash glue and just glued my pubes to my face? Do you think that would get me a boyfriend? No. <laughs> but you could use those in a love spell if you've got enough pubes saved up. That's true. That's explicitly why Alexandra, because we fucking watched Midsummer, and he was like, if there's no mention of pubes, this isn't real. <laughs> pubes are menstrual blood. <laughs> it's the truth, though, because Midsummer, that is a very, That is such like, a good movie. I don't know if I would call it good. <laughs> After watching Hereditary, I feel like they could have been more fucked up. Like, I feel been. like they sh- they could have upped the ante a little bit more. I feel, I felt been. very underwhelmed by the like time the was, final scene hit. I was like, I'm underwhelmed. I like how it was all in the daytime. Yeah, that that's, was very that's spooky, unnerving, mm-hmm. and also. I don't know. Like I said, I was just very underwhelmed. Like, yeah. I definitely expected a lot more from that movie. I expected, mm-hmm. like, more scares. Not even, like, not jump scares, because I don't fuck with that. Yeah. But, like, more that of just count. that, like, I wanted it to get under my skin a little bit more. Yeah. And instead, it was just like, oh, there's a cult hopped up on drugs. Like, if I wanted to watch the Manson Family Reunion, I'd watch the Manson Family Reunion. <laughs> You'd watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, which, fantastic film, too. But other than that. But anyways, back to witches. So I like learning about the Salem Witch Trials, don't get me wrong. But it infuriates me to read about. You know, it's just... uh. I feel like the Salem Witch Trials make me feel similar to Midsummer. (laughs) Like, I'm a little underwhelmed. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, when you hear, like, the reasoning, it's like, that was it? Yeah. It started in February 1692. It's the month I was born. And the year. Not in 1692. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Maybe like 1792, but I don't know about 16. 1738. I don't know what that song is. What is about. wrong with you? I don't you? know. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. According to NPR.com, about 25 people died in the Salem Witch Trials and two dogs. Back up. Do you say two dogs? Two dogs. They killed dogs. I couldn't find why. It's probably because they thought it was like a familiar or they thought it was Maybe. like a witch turned into a dog. But why not cats? Aren't the cats synonymous with witches? That might be like why a would fairly they kill new thing. The dogs. You know? Because fucking communism. <laughs> I don't think communism had anything to do with it. We were far from dealing with communism. About 25 people, give or take, and two dogs. And it says, quote, All 18 who were executed through a hanging died at Proctor's Ledge. Five died in jail, and one was crushed to death. And we'll talk about the guy that was crushed to death. According to the Smithsonian Magazine, between the 1300s and 1600s, there was, like, a witch craze that ran all through Europe. Everywhere they was just killing, killing mad bitches. I do vaguely recall that 
from the Homeless Pumpkin Castle and what happened. So why do you keep bringing them up? <laughs> because they did do a whole, like, deep dive on it. I remember them talking about how there was even, like, a manual that they had for, like, witch hunting. Dude, yeah. Sometimes they would, like, accuse people of witchcraft just so that they could get paid for, like, exercising the witchcraft of the community. Because they even, like, got the kids on it, too, didn't they? Yeah. And that's just setting everyone up for failure. Because yeah. you know what I would have been doing as a kid during that time? Just I would... mad blaming everybody. Everyone. I'd be like, my mom's a fucking witch. <laughs> get her. Dude, yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom is a witch. Except for more like, I think my mom might be a witch. She might be a witch. Can I go live with this one dude instead? And then they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, she's a witch. Oh, yeah, she's a witch. Totally. A hundred percent. A witch. A child never Oh, never. Do you, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but do you remember that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they were accusing this woman of being a witch and they were trying to figure out how to tell if someone's a witch and they came to the conclusion that if she weighed as much as a duck, she was a witch. And so this guy's like, I got my finest duck. And they put them on weigh, weigh scales and they weighed the same. And she was like, that's a fair crop. And <laughs> they burned her at the stake. And she was like, yeah, the math adds up. I must be a witch. And I think about that scene every day of my life. You know, I forgot about that scene until you mention it and that is gold. That entire movie just I love Monty Python. Especially how it all ends with them getting arrested. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. that was because they ran out of funding. <laughs> Like, they're just like, all right, we don't have any more money, so we're just going to end it here. And it's going to end with them getting arrested in the stupidest little yeah. fucking... I like the, like, detective throughout the whole movie. This is just the fucking best. This has just become a Monty Python appreciation podcast. Oh, oh totally. Totally. 100%. <laughs> the witch craze ran through Europe for that, like, 300 years, which that's a long time. It wasn't part of that, because I remember I was looking... I was looking up something completely unrelated. <laughs> uh-huh. After watching a movie called Antrim, because they mentioned... It's like one of those mockumentary, uh-huh. like, oh, this film's haunted, but oh. we found it. Yeah. And it was actually, it was actually pretty good, but I'm definitely glad I read up on it beforehand to find mm-hmm. out it was not a real movie. Uh, like the Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like, so I was Googling that and they were talking about how, like, some crazy thing happened to this town. So I was looking up shit in it, uh, in France. And one, something that came up was the town that had, like, a witch craze like that. But come mm-hmm. to find out it was because there was, like, hallucinogenics or plant, like, there was a hallucinant or a psychedelic bowl That's- that was growing. And that had a lot to do with a lot of, at least in Europe. Not that so was much a problem in in, uh, in Salem too. It was something about in their bread or something. There was some kind, yeah. There was some kind of like mold that was forming yeah. that had like psilocybin or something. Yeah, I was I was reading that too, and I was like, son of a bitch, the bread man can't even trust no bread, bro. Although getting fucking fucked up just by eating a piece of bread sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's why you bought that yeast, isn't it? I was trying to make some psychedelic bread. Literally, there was like tens of thousands of women in that three hundred year period that were executed. It was mostly women. Like, you could probably count how many men there were on, like, two hands. But don't quote me on that, because I am often wrong. But it was mostly women. The accusers of the Salem Witch Trials were eight young women, and the youngest being nine years old. Which, that's so messed up, because I feel like, I don't, maybe it's just my misinterpretation of history, but I feel like during that time was one of those time periods where they're like, children are precious. Yeah. They are like, don't touch them, don't fuck with them. I've no. met children, they're not precious little no. bastards. No, 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 especially like back then, because you had like pickpockets. Yeah, and everybody would be bored. like, Oi, governor! Oi, governor! <laughs> and then be like, Oi, you wanna help me find me, mom? Oi, this chains for me, mom! And then he's like, Oh, I got you 50 quid! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have 50 quid in the States! That's just my interpretation. Oh, so you're talking about I'm like taking a... artistic liberties. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> the ladies' names in, in the Salem Witch Trials was Mary Warren, Moosey Lewis, Mary Walcott, Susanna Sheldon, Elizabeth Hubbard, Anne Putnam Jr. Okay. <laughs> Abigail just... Williams. 
And there's, listen, my favorite emo band, Motionless and White, all right, they wrote a song called Abigail. That has no importance to the story. I just let, I wanted it to be known because the emo in me could not resist making a reference. Also, not trying to victim blame here, but I think Putnam and Moosey might have been witches <laughs> based on the names alone. <laughs> All those other names were like super normal. Then he read out Moosey and Putnam, and I'm like, them's Mercy. <laughs> Mercy? Oh. Moosey. I thought you said fucking Moosey. Mercy Lewis. All right. God damn. I stand by my statement. Uh, pause, 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 pause. This is post recording, Alyssa. Like, I'm editing right now. I did, in fact, say Moosey. I'm just dumb. You didn't hear that wrong. I'm just illiterate. It's supposed to be Mercy Lewis, but I'm illiterate. I went to public schools and I can't read. It's not Moosey, it's Mercy, but I'm leaving this in the podcast because Ireland was right, and I just want my illiteracy to be forever preserved in the podcast. Thanks, love you, back to the regularly scheduled program. And finally, the last one is Elizabeth Paris. She's the previously mentioned nine-year-old. That's really fucking sad. Yeah, it is foggy in here. What's the matter with you? I'm vaping. I'm a vaping god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna open a window. I'm vaping. Thank god. You can't even handle me, bro. <laughs> Why do you have so many Legos? Um, because I'm a child. You know what? I fuck with it. I just feel like they need to be sorted. Oh, they definitely do. Dude, that, there's two more a, boxes over there. Bro, you want to have a Lego sorting party? I bet I could get Alexandra in on that. Oh, you know you could. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself in, in like, the children. <coughs> so, I wanted to go back kind of to the start. Not the start start, but the start to where I know. The first question I had when I came across the Salem Witch Trials as, like, a child was, like, how did these young white girls know about witchcraft if they're all Jesus and stuff? you know like how did they know about any witchcraft so basically like america wasn't founded until like as like an official country until like the 1700s mm-hmm. we're in the 1600s this community was full of foreigners from europe you know you can't imagine that witches had a strong presence just yet no and i'm not i mean granted when i was a child my only like real exposure to the salem witch trials was hocus pocus oh yeah i think that's everybody <laughs> like, like the beginning of hocus pocus i think rh that's our first Introduction to like witches, mm-hmm. along with that Scooby Doo movie with the hexagon. Oh I think about them every day. They're they're what I aspire to be. Yeah. When I was trying to figure out, I was like, how do these girls, you know, supposedly find out about another religion? That is when I found out about Tichuba. Yes. Tichuba was an Indian slave belonging to Samuel Paris. Okay. Who was Elizabeth Paris's father, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But Samuel Paris was previously a successful planter and merchant, but he was invited to Salem to preach over the, the village church. So he was a preacher. And a year later, after he accepted the job as the village minister, that's when he moved to Salem. He brought his wife, Elizabeth, his six-year-old daughter, Betty, and his niece, Abigail Williams, along with his Indian slave, Tichuba. She has Tit in her name, and I think that's respectable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had Tit in my name, I think. But I'd... so Tichuba wasn't never got killed, but this guy's daughter did. T- no, Tichuba was. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. In the cold winter of 1692, that's when Betty became ill. Betty, I'm pretty sure, is Elizabeth, the nine-year-old. Okay. She was contorted in pain, hid under furniture, barked like a dog, and babbled nonsensically and complained of fever. So she was fucked up. I think honestly that might be. It kind of reminds me of like they've since since we've made so many advancements in medical te- technology and shit and whatnot. There's like an actual illness 
that like affects your brain in a really fucked yeah. up way to where you have those kind of symptoms or they almost say like possession like symptoms yeah. that's like completely explainable by medicine mm-hmm. so I wonder if that was what was going on and nothing like actually supernatural with her yeah there's a quote that says quote in one moment that must have shocked her father she threw a bible across the room which you know to these this past year that was a big fucking deal but these could have been symptoms of a disease called convulsive ergotism yeah that's brought in by ingesting rye eaten as a cereal or in any common ingredients of red infected ergot Okay. So, yeah, it's ergot is caused by a fungus that develops in kernels of rye grain, especially under the conditions in Salem being warm and damp. So she was probably tripping. Yeah, she was. She had some of that trippy bread. Trippy bread. <laughs> the convulsive ergotism causes violent fits, a crawling sensation on the skin, vomiting, choking, and hallucinations. Jesus. I mean, yeah. She was just straight up doing some fucking meth, bro. Yeah, that was like meth yeah. crack. LSD is a... Derived? Yeah, it's it's from Aragon. Okay. Yeah, so... They were just able to, like... Yeah, they just got it hella early. Yeah, okay. yeah. Some other girls Betty knew began showing similar symptoms. Even Abigail tried to launch herself into the air. Anne, Mercy, and Mary also started to show highly unusual behavior as well, followed by three more girls, and everybody was like, oh my god, what's going on? And I feel like it could be a few different things. It could be the aragot, mm-hmm. you know, the disease from the rye. But also, I think they could have just been fucking bored. Like hysteria kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. it could be hysteria and they wanted attention. Because, like, this is the 1600s. You have nothing to do but apologize for your sins. <laughs> and then sin again. Like, and, like, go to school. Yeah. What are you going to do? Which you graduate at, like, seven. Yeah. And then you have to go be a pickpocket. <laughs> yeah, and then you like, have to go marry some 32-year-old. Right, like. Yeah. And, you, you like, you got to think about it. What are you going to do? You're a Puritan. You gotta wear all them fucking layers. You can't even let your hair down. Bro, yeah. Yeah, and like, what else are you gonna do if you're not freaking out your pastor dad thinking you're possessed by the devil? What's the worst he's gonna do? Burn you at the stake? And then it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, he is gonna do that. He's gonna burn me at the stake if I pretend to be possessed by the devil. Under the pressure of magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne, the girls blamed three women for their ailments. The girls blamed Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. Like I said, Tituba was Paris's slave. Sarah Good was a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne was an elderly woman. These three women were interrogated for several days starting in March. Both Sarah's claimed innocence, but Tituba confessed, saying, the devil came to me and bid me to sign his book, like serve him, you know. Okay. She described black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a quote-unquote black man who wanted her to sign his book. She claimed to have signed the book and that there were many other witches aiming to destroy the Puritans. All three women were sent to jail. The magistrates also questioned Sarah Good's daughter, Dorothy, and her slow answers were taken as confessions. Dorothy was the youngest accused, being four years old. So, someone fessed up and was like, was it Tichuba that fessed up? It was Tichuba, but I think it was under duress. Oh, for sure. Sure. Like, they say that she confessed, but she'd probably been, like, questioned hours and hours. Yeah, and or, like, alternatively, just wanted to fuck with them. It was yeah. like, yeah, guys. Okay, I she signed this guy's black book. <laughs> she could have also been, like, beaten and, like, starved. Because, like, come on. She she was a slave to them. They didn't see her as, like, a human being. Right. Dorothy was only four years old, and she was answering slow, and they took that as confession. And it's like... She might have been... She might have had a... Four, dude. Or she could, I mean, it was the 1600s, she could have had a de- developmental disability. Yeah, and plus she's, like, scared. Like, these grown-ass men are, like, and she's, like, I, 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 I. I like, mean, what one, do you do? One thing that there's a 
really interesting like docuseries on Netflix and it's called The Confession Tapes and I stopped watching it because I thought it was like actual murderers who were like definitely murdered someone yeah. <laughs> confessing and it was like the exact opposite. It was like showing how easy it is to yeah. persuade someone into confessing something they never did. Yeah. And like that's, I mean, e- even now, even just holding someone in a room for hours on mm-hmm. end is enough to make some people confess to shit they didn't do. So I can't even imagine what they were doing oh, to yeah. them back then to be like. Have you ever heard of Amanda Knox. Mm -hmm. She was like in Italy and her roommate got like raped and killed or something. She that night was at her boyfriend's house Mm -hmm. and they questioned her for like days and like started like slapping the back of her head being like remember what you did and she was like I think I could have seen this. Listen if you're questioning someone and they say I think I maybe might have That is not a yes. Because you can... I think they did an experiment even where they... Or I don't know if it was an experiment or an actual case, but there was like three three to four people. There was a bunch of people being questioned in, in the murder of this like old woman. All three of them eventually ended up confessing to the murder and like basically fully, by the time everything was said and done, fully believed that they did it. Yeah. And offered all these details and stuff and when none of them actually committed the crime. Yeah. It's so scary. That's one thing I've always learned. If you ever get arrested, don't talk. Don't say a damn word. Yep. Because <laughs> they will use anything and everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's what's so scary about the witch trials is like we haven't come that far from them. No. Is we, I mean. We're still beaten people up in confession rooms. Yeah, I mean, truly, it's fucked up. Yeah, but and it, It's really heartbreaking, too. Yeah. And I hate how everyone's always like, oh, it's a witch trial here, and it's like, if it was a witch trial, things would be operating very differently. Very differently. You know, it would very, be very shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. This all happened around, like, February or March, but by April, dozens of people from Salem and other villages were brought in for questioning by Deputy Governor Thomas Danforth. A special team was made to determine the cases. The team had a special court of lawyer to hear and determine to decide. Their first case was against Bridget Bishop, an elder lady who was known to gossip and be promiscuous. And Bishop claimed, I am as innocent as a child unborn. She was found guilty and later became the first person to hang at what was later called gallows hill only one month later jesus that's quick could you imagine if like death sentences were that quick here like there's people who've been on death row for like 20 years because you have to go through the appeals process because they want to make absolutely sure there's no new evidence yeah that is crazy how many months between her she in, her sentencing and like one month later she was already dead that's crazy the mindset that was behind a lot of the executions in the witch trials was kind of ridiculous some people were bound and chained and pushed into the river if you float you're a witch but if you sank and drowned you were innocent but you were also dead yeah so like was... it's up to god like what the fuck once i got old enough to like read and stuff i remember for some reason one of the things that fascinated me the most was like medieval torture methods dude yeah those were and brutal. i I remember that being one of them because there was another one like they would heat it like superheat a spoon and like put it on your tongue mm-hmm. and if it blistered you weren't a witch but if you if it didn't you were and it's like but you're already emaciating these people anyway yeah. so it's like at that point that's so scary and no matter how much you like would beg or anything like they would do it until you confessed yeah but there was one man who didn't confess this one man this is an older man he was actually crushed to death they put a board on him and then they added a bunch of heavy stones after he refused to say if he was innocent or guilty 
guilty. They can't sentence you to death or sentence you anything if you don't say you're innocent or guilty or not. He wouldn't answer. Like, whenever they were like, confess or deny, he just wouldn't speak because he was like a lose-lose situation. Right. Whether he was innocent or not, after two days, asked three times to enter a plea and each time, his only answer was more weight. So every time they were like, hey, are you, are you guilty or not? He'd just be like, add more stones. Because he was like really old too, in his 80s. Let's say fucking hero of the week award Dude, that's fucking yeah. battle of shit guilty or innocent more stones <laughs> like shit that's punk rock two or three days later his wife martha Corey was executed by hanging for witchcraft she was 72 he was 81 making them the oldest victims giles was pressed instead of hanged because he couldn't be sent to the gallows without an answer he did it as an attempt to protect his family name by not confessing or denying oh yeah it's really fucking sad like have you ever seen uh the crucible no uh, i mean i know the gist basically the main male character refused to say that he was a witch because if he did he'd have to sign a paper but live but also his family name would be ruined. So he decided to instead die rather than ruin his family name. Better to die an innocent man than to live a witch, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I, I live my life as a witch just fucking fine. <laughs> so. Same. Maybe that's on y'all. Oh, I would have burned, been burned at the stake a long time. The American Aquarium said that the witch trials has become a metaphor, meaning from governmental tyranny to superstition and ignorance, blind obedience to religious authority, and the threat of disorder. That's kind of like, like how you said earlier, like, it's a witch trial. Like, it's become a metaphor now. People mm-hmm. forget that people actually died. Right. But I don't want to turn out, like, the same shit about the witch trials, because everybody's like, and this is what happened, and this is what happened. And I'm like, we all fucking know what happened you know it was like it was just a bunch of like gruesome deaths nonsense justifications Mm. well if you drown then you know you're not a witch and you're with god now and it's like bro i'm 20 i have plenty of time (laughs) left (laughs) and plus i think the salem witch trials are one of those things where like it's much more interesting in its like lore yeah and but when you really get down into it it just seems like a city or a a town that was really ravaged by you know that mob mentality and hysteria and it's really just sad at that point because there's nothing spooky or mm-hmm. supernatural at that point. It's just human beings being shitty. And I think that's why like, the Salem witch trials like aren't, I mean, they are interesting, but they're also not at the same time. It's really because, sad. Because it's really just a sad, cut and dry yeah. kind of situation. A bunch of people died for no reason. Right. Only to find out that like, the way that they were accusing them wasn't even like understandable. Like, I don't understand like being afraid, but being like, you're with the devil. I know a bunch of witches who don't even believe in the devil. So, I know like, Christian witches. I know people who- Those are a different breed within themselves. They truly are, but I mean, there are witches that use, uh, you know, the Christian Bible yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's there's witchcraft, I think, is a very mm, and, uh, blanket term for something a lot. It is. I, I prefer the term more spiritual and spirituality because yeah. I feel like that's truly what it is. Yeah, it's it more is. of like a belief system rather than, oh, I'm making potions and spells. Yeah. A lot of times they don't even make like spells. A lot of times it's more about like yourself mm-hmm. rather than like trying to do anything to other people. And I, like there are a lot of witches that, I mean, do try to do spells and hexes and things like that, which is fine. I mean, that's why I have my moon water. Yeah. But to me, that my moon water kind of acts like holy water to me. Yeah. But I feel like it's more of like, I mean, some people treat it as like this aesthetic and all that, but I truly feel it's more more of a religion Uh than anything else. I've learned like, you know how that, uh, what is it, like black craft clothing line? Mm -hmm. I've learned that like actual witches don't wear that stuff that says witch bitch. Like, right. Because it's not an aesthetic to them. It's like their way right. of life. It's not just like, look, I'm cool. Look, isn't the moon 
pretty. And right. I'm like, the moon's powerful, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Right. And there's, yeah. and there's a lot of people who just see the aesthetic side of it. And that's yeah. because I myself, you know this, I'm a chaos magician. Yeah, so we I all just, love it. I just pull from whatever speaks to me. Yeah. With obviously never from any closed practices, but yeah. you know, the, the ones that I'm allowed. I can't stand seeing white people try to practice hoodoo. Like, bro, that's not for you, dude. Like That is a closed practice, dog. But, you know, it's kind of like that thing. And I do get upset when people are like, because I guess in the back of my mind, there is part of me that's like, you know, we could have been killed for this. Honestly, even back in the 60s. Dude, yeah. Doing this shit, we probably could have gotten hundred the streets. Strict, strict, strict. I think if we were Jeez. in the Salem Witch Trials time, we'd probably have been the first to go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we would have been the kickoff. Yeah. Like, if you would have walked in, like, wearing, like, the men's clothes instead of, like, <laughs> traditional women's clothes, oh, yeah. church wouldn't even been able to start. I would have called on fire. Dude, yeah. In church. Would have been Wait, like, but, what the yeah, fuck is so going on? I'm keeping you guys warm this winter, bro. <laughs> but that is kind of like, I think people lose that that thing of, it, it is something that, not to be dramatic about it, but people have died. Yeah, people for, have actually people died. People have been persecuted for witchcraft yeah. just as much as, and, and a lot of the times it is more of the like Wiccan herbal magic yeah. that actually exists out there. Kind of like in the Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Where they think she's they like this. We're, we're, we're eco-witches. We're Wiccans. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Where you think they're like mean and big and bad, it turns out she was actually a white witch and she was actually yeah. good. Yeah. And it was like something, I don't remember the entire plot of the film. But, no, I but, know what you're saying. Like not all like witchcraft is bad, but there is bad witchcraft. But that's like. And there are evil witches. With any religion, like not mm-hmm. all Muslims are radical, right. but some are. Not all Christians are bad people, but some are. Like every group has that. Something else that bothers me in regards to like witchcraft is like, I'm the great granddaughter of the witch you couldn't burn. Yeah. No the fuck you aren't. You really aren't. And I think that's such an annoying. It's so annoying. Because it's also like, again, if you actually looked into the Salem witch trials, like it's not some edgy slogan to put, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't think there were any real witches no. in Salem. Because I feel like witches are more or less pretty smart. And even if there were at the time, they definitely would have been solitary practicing witches. Right. I don't think they would have been out in the fucking woods. I, yeah, I feel like they would have been like out in the woods yeah. in a little and cottage. And I definitely don't think they would have let children, big loudmouthed children. God, no. Or they would have had, I feel like, their own little community mm-hmm. outside of... And it would have been like a very secretive thing. Yeah. You know? It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have been cracked open so easy. And no. I don't think they would have targeted anybody from their own village. Right. I feel like it, if there was actually witchcraft going on, it would have been completely different. Yeah, they, they would have been wasted. But then again, for it. all we know, there could have been a big bad witch in the woods outside there of Salem that put the whole thing into motion. It's like, they'll never catch me now. There very well could have been. Which is- have you ever seen that movie, The Witch? That was kind of the story of it. It was called The Witch, but it was spelt with like two V's as a W. So everybody's like, the witch. It's kind of fun. It's good, but basically there there is a witch in the woods and you're trying to determine if it's an actual witch, the devil, or if it's the daughter, Thomas. And it's such a good movie. You should watch it. It does get kind of hard to understand because the director is the same director at the lighthouse. Oh. And so he's he takes every detail super, super to heart. Sometimes it's hard to understand what they're saying. Kind of like with our Ed Kemper episode, I was like, what happened to the accusers after all this? Like, where is Betty Paris, the nine-year-old? What what happened to everybody? Betty Paris, she actually went on to get married. There's no real documentation after what about what happened to Abigail after the trials, only that she died, quote, no later or sooner than 17 in 1697. There's no record about Marianne Warren, who was 18 at the time of the trials. There's no history of her life after the trials. She did renounce the claims after she was threatened to be hanged, and eventually she was arrested, allegedly, for practicing witchcraft, but she never confessed. Which, like, how ironic is that? To, like, accuse a bunch of people of witchcraft and then go around and get arrested for it. Yeah, and I think, I think it's kind of like that silly little thing where it's, like, people who are super homophobic or, yeah. like, 
deep down actually at least questioning. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a similar thing sometimes with that where it's like deep down you're curious about it. So yeah. you're going to like, because you're afraid of your own curiosities, you're going to persecute mm-hmm. other people. You're projecting who, on other people. And I'm pretty sure my mom's low-key a little gay and she's really homophobic. But like when she's drunk, she's like, look at her legs. I'm like, mom, just go get some coochie. Like as a treat. Yeah, <laughs> like, a little treat. Yeah, I'm like nobody has to know. Just say, oh my God, you know, I'm gay when I'm drunk. Nobody would judge you. <laughs> just like, you know, I'm a witch when I'm Our drunk. Our society hands alcoholism in a very strange way. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But uh, Mercy Lewis, she went on to give birth to, quote, Ill- illegitimate child. She later married a man from... I like how they felt the need to include that. Yeah, she later married a man from her hometown and moved to Boston with her husband and child in 1701 at the age of 28. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, Susanna Martin was arrested for witchcraft, but she was released on bail, and the charges were eventually dropped. But she was she was accused again in 1669 after William Sagent Jr. accused her of giving birth to a baby and then killing said baby. Well, maybe she just you know maybe, maybe she did that. Maybe she had nothing to do with witchcraft. She just maybe didn't she want did. It. Maybe she was just like vibing, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe she turned into a hamster for point five. We don't know. You never know. You never know. There's no hard proof of what happened to Elizabeth Hubbard after the trials. However, the historian Mary Beth Norton states in one of her books that Hubbard eventually moved to Gloucester and married a man named John Bennett, who she had four children with. Anne Putnam Jr. apparently was chronically ill for like years after the trial, which led to her death at the age of 37. And I couldn't find like any history on like Mary Wilcott like, at all. So she just disappeared. After maybe that. she just like, doop, like just left. But like for lack of better words, like the witch trials kind of just like were a trend. It just faded out. Yeah, that's what it really seems like because it, it seems like it kind of happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then we brought it over and they were like, okay, we had our fun. Uh, 1662 turned into 1663. And like the hype was losing steam like it was a trend that people were getting tired of but it wasn't until the governor of the college his wife was accused and only then did he was like okay the executions need to stop it wasn't until his wife was accused for him to be like okay you guys you've had your fun that's enough leave my honey out of it like that sucks that really sucks for all the poor people that yeah like what the heck to fucking deal with that shit like damn and all it took was someone accusing someone in power's wife but that's always what it is it always is i know it's like what we're going through right now it's it's taken forever to actually get anything done until someone of prominence it took didn't it take trump getting coronavirus for him to take it serious yeah and then he got a quote-unquote drug cocktail bro how come addicts can't do that but you can that's not very fair I fucking hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like, so many different mediums that are based off of the witch trials, like movies and, like, video games, like, books. There's literally more than 40 movies and video games about witches separately. Damn. Yeah, there's so many. But it is one of those, because it's so, for lack of a better way to put it, boring story. Yeah. It's so easy to just, and because it's a story that has no copyright, yeah. because it's a historical event, it's yeah. so easy to pull things from that and turn mm-hmm. it into something very easily. The most recent video game is um, The Dark Pictures Little Hope, which was made by the same studio who made the previously mentioned Until Dawn. Oh, uh-huh. I love that studio. Dude, that yeah. actually really makes me want to check that video game it's, out. It's really good. It's a little buggy. The ending will get you. Okay. I, I don't have a like a game system, so I was relying heavily on Jacksepticeye playing it. Fair. Bless that man and everything he does. Mm-hmm. He dyed his hair green recently again, again, I think, and I'm very happy about it. Oh, good for him. It looks really cool on him. I he just wants the red hair. Be, uh, do you, what's your favorite, like, 
um, like movie or video game about witches. I gotta go with a classic Hocus Pocus, man. Hocus Pocus. Like I can't even like as far as like pretty closely following along with Salem witch trials, I would probably say Hocus Pocus. Wasn't it set in Salem? Yeah, it was in Salem. Uh, Because it is that's where the Sanderson sisters they were killed during Mm -hmm. the witch trials and then they came back. Sarah Jessica Parker was in that movie. She was the blonde one. She was so good. Listen, when I was a kid, if my mom had any hopes of me being straight, she shouldn't let me see her in that movie because I I wanted. Wow. I had a crush on the brother for sure. Dude, yeah. But also Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, the guy, the guy (laughs) who played Banks, played McGee in NCIS. But that's your favorite witch movie? I think so because I mean there. There's. I'm trying to think of horror movies that were based on that, it but I really have to can't be a think of any. Movie. It can be just any. Yeah, I would say Hocus Pocus. Is Do you have a favorite which video game? Um, I haven't played many. No, no. Well, uh, I I don't get to play them often because I don't have a system. Right. I, I live off playthroughs. My favorite movie that has to do with The Witch Trials is probably Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. Haven't gotten to it, but yeah. Bro, let me tell you something. I think, personally, that that was, like, his best movie because you know how all of his movies are like, we're all rapey rednecks and Mm -hmm. raunchy and everybody sucks. That was, like, one of the few movies where, like, the characters in his movie felt like real characters. Mm. It was very artsy and so... Oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. Check it out. In that movie, Sherry Moon played the main character, obviously, and she had, like, dreadlocks, and I think she used to be a drug addict, and it was just so good. It was so good. There's a lot of weird imagery, though, of, like, demon priests masturbating, but, like, it's a good movie. Just, like, take my word for it. I'll check it out. Uh, My favorite video game about witches is there was a Blair Witch video game from 2019. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, not based off the main story, more of, like, a side thing. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just connected to the name. It came out in 2019. It was, like, one of those survival games where uh, you, like, made different decisions to decide things. It it had, like, a time loop kind of weird thing going on. There was a dog in it, and you can decide whether or not the dog lives or dies. The dog lives, but based off of how you play it determines whether or not the dog stays with you in the end. It's really good. It's so that good. Sounds really good. I love it. those are my favorite because that's my skill level is like decision making games. Dude, yeah, same. Like the Telltale games, I'm so sad Telltale went out of oh, business. Oh dude, they had so much potential. I think they were talking about doing a Stranger Things one too. Oh, that would have been good. Which would have fucked my shit up. That would have been good. Stranger that would have been really good. Because it probably would have been like a really fun like side story that had nothing to do with the main oh, story. Oh yeah, like definitely. Like the Walking Dead ones. Oh yeah, 100%. But to close, the reason that I wanted to talk about the sandwich trials is because I was at Barnes & Noble looking at poetry books like the piece of shit that I am and I saw this book. It's by, it's like Charlene Yi or something. It's Y-I. I don't know how to pronounce it mm-hmm. but it's called You Can't Kill Me Twice So Please Treat Me Right and I love poetry books but she had this one so her poem goes white powerful men want to reappropriate the term witch hunt when defending themselves from being held accountable for sexually harassing raping and gaslighting women when the origins derive from the abuse of women literally beating hanging and burning them that's that's so true too and i think that just i think that's also a great testament to how the 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 majority of white cis heterosexual males how they tend to put a target on their own backs yeah definitely and it's like you could have avoided this right and i think that's that's a really good metaphor because they really do take everything from us, including part of our history. Literally everything. And granted, a lot of men did die during the witch trials too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. I think that period of time and like there's definitely more fascinating things than the witch trials here. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think there's a lot of really cool shit over like in Europe. Like I remember yeah. shout out to the last podcast again. But oh they, my god, <laughs> they did a whole series on that priest who like took over this monastery. I'm probably butchering this actual retelling and paraphrasing, <laughs> but. I'm 
the details <laughs> I remember is there was like this head priest guy and he went to this monastery and then all these nuns were like super horny for him and they they basically all started acting funny and they thought he was a witch and he was controlling all of them and it really just ended up being a case of massive horniness for <laughs> massive like horniness. a young handsome priest coming into the monastery which side note that has always been a fantasy of mine oh, of course it is the priest nun thing absolutely oh my god <laughs> I uh I was on TikTok and you know that trend where people like there's like two options at the top and they go to the side whichever one that they usually do and nuns be doing anal apparently like they do be doing mad anal and they would like do a Hail Mary before going over to the anal side and I'm like these nuns are doing anal and some of them were like it was like it was like intercourse or blowjobs and the nuns be like we're doing blowjobs and I'm like what the fuck that's crazy are, are there's nuns some... not allowed to masturbate like that's my question no prisoners aren't allowed to masturbate fun fact I know that because I watch lockup and I've dated a felon <laughs> Well, there goes my fun fact. You also can't have sex as an inmate. They figure if there's a will, there's a way. They will figure it out, but technically all rape, well, or all rape, all oh. sex when you are incarcerated is rape. Yeah. Because you're a warden of the state and therefore can't consent. Yeah. Which is really fucked up because it's like, listen, I know I fucked up. I know I shouldn't have crashed that car through the 7-Eleven. to fuck. But I want some fuck. That's crazy. They... The, the boy that I dated that went to jail, I know for a fact that he, like, didn't have sex before he went to jail. And then he came out of jail and being like, no, I had sex before. I was like, sir, you would have been, like, a fresh freshman. Brand new, starting freshman year. You were homeschooled the year before that. I know a, for a fact that you did it. Wait, he went to prison while he was in high school? Yeah. He went to prison freshman year. He came out last December. What did he do? Uh, <laughs> uh you know... Things that get you taken to prison. If I say you're going to judge me for continuing to date him anyways. Just say it. He stabbed two people on the bus with a box cutter. First of all. Might have been three people. First of all, what kind of bullshit edgelord were you dating? Like, <laughs> Apparently if that's a juggalo the, furry. If that's not the most ass-backwards white trash thing I've ever fucking heard of, he stabbed people as a fr- First of all, whoever was making fun of him was probably completely in the right. Yeah, given. <laughs> he said that he, like, scarred one kid's face really bad. And I was like, why am I talking to you? He also thinks that, like, H.P. Lovecraft, like, that it's not, like, stories, that it's, like, real. He's like, yeah, I prayed a Cthulhu. And I'm like, so which red flag was it exactly that ended the relationship? Uh, probably him trying to take all my money. And he kept asking me if we could wear quote unquote merc suits during sex. And I was like, what is that? Basically, oh, I know what that it's is. It's basically a furry thing. So says he. And I was like, Dude. It's a furry thing with areas for your genitals. Yeah. Though. And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. First of all, those things are fucking expensive. Yeah. Who has the funds? Who has the dissolvable? He didn't even have a job. Who has the disposable income to not only buy a fursuit, but buy a fursuit that you know fluids are going to get on? You know how much dry cleaning is? I don't, but I can't imagine it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody our age actually does dry cleaning. Unless you have a fucking furry suit. I think our generation is killing the dry cleaning industry. I don't know what that even in, I don't know what I should get dry cleaned. I don't either. I think I have like a sequin dress that I reckon would probably do well getting dry cleaned. I don't even know how dry cleaned works. I think it's like heat. You just really heat it up. That way it kills all the bacteria but it doesn't get wet. I always imagined that's how I don't it know. Would. I know that in Amer- an American psycho Patrick took blood stained sheets to the dry cleaner and they were like we can't get this out the sheets. He's like, get your fucking cat. It was Christian Bale. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him, but only in that role. Me too. And Batman. That's like me and Jeffrey Combs. Like, I'm really in love with Jeffrey Combs, but only as Herbert West from Reanimator. Oh my god! (laughs) 
Me too. That's so weird. See something? Up now listen. Given the story I just gave you about my creepy ex-boyfriend, I obviously have an attachment to- I was about to say, are you, what, are, what is that word for someone who's sexually attracted to fucking serial killers? I don't know. Hebristophiliac. Are you a I don't know. Maybe I should ask you wearing a shirt with, what is that, BTK? Here's where I draw the line. I don't want to fuck any of them. Jeffrey Dahmer. You're upset. You have a Jeffrey Dahmer tattoo, do you not? It's for the meme. It's for the meme. I don't want to fuck any of them, though. It's a well, that's because Jeffrey Dahmer's gay and you don't want to sexualize and a gay also, man. And also, fucking BTK was a little shitbag. Richard Ramirez smelled bad. And this guy, I'm not even sure who that is. Probably. Oh, shame. He I don't know. I feel like Richard Ramirez was, like, attractive in, like, the... But he had gnarly halitosis. The... What's the word I'm looking for? The, like, court videos, like, the gifts on Tumblr, you know, with the true crimes out of Tumblr. He's attractive there, but would I ever? No. That's where I learned the word hebristophilia. Really? Because very quickly, the true crime side of Tumblr turned into the hebristophilia side you know of the Tumblr. true side And I... The- real quick, I Um, forgot about this. I stumbled upon an entire, one of many, an entire tribute Tumblr to the fucking Columbine dudes. Me too. Those That shit fucks with me. Those were intense. They were like the beautiful eyes. Do you remember that guy a few years ago who shot up the school and one of his schoolmates she had like a buzz cut was like talking against school shootings. Oh yeah. And how he he did kind of have pretty eyes but that was not a justification. I only saw that as an artist but this one girl shared a picture of him. She was like look at his eyes i could have kept him from doing this and i'm like what the fuck that's not how mass murderers work that's not even really how serial killers work so once someone gets it in their head that they're gonna do a fucked up thing they're gonna do it i mean that's not to say you shouldn't try to stop them and contact the authorities like a whole family because btk was doing it for a long ass time like he didn't get caught till he was like in his 60s i think do you remember when he was like can you guys track data off a floppy disk i'm holding you to your integrity my family expected them to like be yeah no okay you're right we gotta be my three favorite things about btk is that the fact that the fucking task force assigned to catch btk was called hot dog squad (laughs) that's legitimately what they were called um and the third thing was his really terrible poetry oh my god and his really bad puns because there was one murder where after he murdered her he literally went into the kitchen and ate cereal and he thought that was funny. Which, I mean... <laughs> and I really think it was. It's funny. It's very funny. Didn't he, like, pee on the floor of one of the victims he was stalking before? He yes. got caught right before he could kill her. And I'm pretty sure he, like, peed on her kitchen floor. Jesus Christ. We always do this. We'll start talking about something and then we'll stray away from the path. Like... So more of the story, neither of us are herpristophiliacs. Yeah. I'm definitely not. I just think it's really funny... To wear serial killers on my person. Yeah, I mean, I don't support what they do, obviously. No! People do get that twisted a lot. Yeah. And I, I understand. I don't justify it. If I found out my very attractive partner was a serial killer, I'd probably be like, yo, police, help me. What would you do if you found out your boo thing was a serial killer? I have a lot of... I'd probably just give him one of these really disappointed looks like... <sighs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have to just... Uh, it would take I don't know what I would do it really like it sounds fucked up but I think it would depend <laughs> I think I would need to know more <laughs> wow what if he was like a child killer okay then yeah instant no okay what if he was like a cop killer for record purposes <laughs> on the record <laughs> on the record when I say a cab it's a joke unless it's not 
<laughs> I mean, winkity wink 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 wink. Of course, I would instantly turn him into the police winkity wink wink. Dude, yeah. Remember when you said an attractive police officer came into your gas station? And I said, when I said fuck the police, I didn't mean literally, but I can change that sometime. <laughs> I thought I was getting arrested because the police never come into my store because we aren't 24 hours. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like, he saw the fear in my soul. It really takes a lot of me to not just scream at every police I officer know. I see. God. Like, <clears throat> I just, it's one of those, you know. So this was a very chaotic. Very <laughs> chaotic. We covered a lot. It could have been, you know, worse. Like I said, I, unfortunately, I think the American Salem witch trials is not that bulky. It's. I mean, I'm sure you could go deeper and dive deeper. And honestly, I think the more interesting stuff was over in Europe. Yeah. As far as witch trials and stuff like that. Yeah. This could be a building block. Right. So we will probably revisit witch trials and witchiness later. Oh, 100%. Um, but we have so much we want to cover in the meantime. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Ireland. And this is my co-host, Alyssa. You can find us on Instagram, eventually Twitter. Eventually Twitter. <laughs> H-C-and-M podcast. Again, Instagram and Twitter at H-C-and-M m podcast and then you can find us at our respective social medias i'm cowboy diplomat on all the socials i'm leonardo da hucci oh perfect all right and we'll see you next episode peace out girl scouts bye (laughs) (laughs) also um starlight underscore studios did the artwork for the thumbnail they're on instagram okay thanks bye